hello and welcome to the very first episode of book bestie i am your host megan and i am so unbelievably excited to do this i have wanted to do this for so long gather such like a nice little community of book people we can talk all things books your favorites the ones you hated and everything in between um I thought there was nothing better than to start the very first episode off by going through my five-star reads. I think you can really tell a lot about a person based on their five-star reads. Um, You can really get a good gauge of the genres they like, the tropes that they like, and that is where I'm going to start off today's very first episode. Um, I just want to do a little pre-warning. There probably will be spoilers. I'm, I was going to say I'm going to try to avoid it, but realistically, it's very hard to talk about your favorite books without giving spoilers. Um, and also, they are in no particular order. It's all just random. The first ones I remembered are the first ones I put down. So, the very first book or books, I guess, I'm going to talk about are A Court of Thorns and Roses and A Court of Mist and Fury. Um... A Court of Thorns and Roses is actually the very first fantasy book that I ever read, which is a little heavy for my first fantasy book ever. I actually honestly didn't know that it was a Beauty and the Beast retelling until I finished it, I think, and I was looking up stuff about it, and I read it somewhere, and I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense now. Um... But overall, I really do think that just A Court of Thorns and Roses, the series, is definitely one of my five-star series. I still haven't read A Quarter Silver Flames. I really don't like Nesta. Um, I just, yeah, I just can't do it. I really don't like her. Um, I respect her growth over the book series, but I just still, I don't think I'm mentally in a place to read an entire book about Nesta. And I know that Silver Flames does actually change a lot of people's minds about Nesta, but I don't want my mind changed. I'm fine just where I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, Akatar and Akamoff are definitely my two favorite books out of the entire series, which I feel like is everyone's answer, basically. Um, the first book definitely had its slower moments, for sure. Um, and I definitely did the whole trap that everybody else did, that I loved Tamlin. And I'm not embarrassed to admit it. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that it's gone, that feeling. <laughs> but um, I'm not embarrassed to admit that I did love Tamlin at the start. And I had seen a couple uh, videos on Book Talk, and it was like, oh, I hate Tamlin. He's the worst. Da, da, da. I was like, what the hell is wrong with people? I was like, this guy's great. Yeah. I am now um, on the side of the Book Talk people. Um, but with Akatar, yeah, I don't know. I just really, really liked it. I loved the characters. Hated um, her family. But I feel like I, that didn't really change either. I mean, like, Elaine's all right. But really didn't like the family. But I loved the world that they were brought into. I loved the whole concept of it. Yeah, I feel like Akamoff definitely had more slow moments to me personally than Akatar. But it was easily the best book in the series I think for sure I think it was so easy to get through it was really really quick for me actually I found I kind of finished it and I was like my god wait shit um Aka War was a little tougher for me there was definitely a lot of parts in that that I was kind of like okay let's 
move the show along and then frost and starlight was just like why um to me personally um i just didn't i didn't see a need and i didn't like the whole switch between first person with Feyre and reese and then it went into um third person with everybody else it was weird and i didn't like it it actually made it really really difficult to read for me personally because i just felt like every single time that it went into third person it kind of took me out of it so but other than that the whole series was great i liked the the character development over the entire series i loved the plot line for all the books but it definitely is not without its issues um the second book now when i was writing these and i was looking through my goodreads at like what i've rated as five stars i read this book last year basically i used to read a lot as a kid i used to devour books and get through them so quickly and then as I got older, I just stopped having as much time to do so. And then last November, I really got into reading again. It was probably actually mostly Book Talk's fault, but I did. I just got so obsessed with reading and I did my whole, I did my deed. I, I had my Colleen Hoover phase. I have paid my dues. Um, and this book I read on my iPad at the time, so I didn't have my Kindle yet. Can you tell I'm stalling to say what this book is? It's Sweetest Oblivion by Daniela Lori. Or Danielle Lori? Danielle Lori, I think. You can really sell anything to me if you tell me it's a mafia romance. And I don't know how I feel about that within myself. Um, it's definitely not one of my my characteristics that I am most proud of. But I don't know, you just, it's, I think it brings me back to my Wattpad days, to be completely honest. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just, I don't think mafia, like, they're all the same. Can we just accept that all mafia romances are, like, the same? There's, like, maybe three plots and they all just go through them. And I will read every single one. I'm sorry, it's just, I, I am solely keeping the mafia romance industry alive and I read this book and I gave out five stars very easily at the start. And I gave this book a five stars, but I think I still stand by it. I'm reading the second one actually at the minute. Um, I think I'm like 80 to 90% through. I'm almost finished it. Like, and I, I love it just as much. I just, I can't explain it. I just think you can really sell me anything if you tell me it's mafia. And I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I genuinely, I don't, I don't remember a lot of the book which probably means that it isn't a five star um I can admit that and I can see my fault in my actions there but I just I loved it when I read it clearly <laughs> I gave it five stars but yeah I don't know I I just I, I remember liking the couple the whole premise of the book is basically this like big mafia guy insert any mafia book here big mafia guy had an arranged marriage with this girl and then he fell for the girl's sister basically that's that's kind of that is what it is and i don't know i just liked it i loved it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna apologize for that it is what it is um so yeah that was that's my that is my number two that is what i felt like i should inform you about being a five-star read for me so you could get to know me better as a person 
And I, I honestly stand by it. I do. I definitely stand by it. Maybe not as confidently as I should, but um, I, I will pretend to. The next book that I put, actually books, it's more the author actually that I put on this list, to be completely honest, is Emily Henry. I, that woman could write a shopping list and I would purchase it. I love her so much. I love every single thing she writes. I, she's really kind of the first author that I fell in love with when I got back into reading. I don't know. There's just something about her books that I just, I get through them so unbelievably quickly, like kind of concerningly quickly. Um, and the three that I have that I've given, there's actually only one Emily Henry book that I've read so far that I've not given five stars. And I will, I will talk that, talk about that one at the end, but let's get into the ones that I love. Beach Read. I read that this is my first Emily Henry book. So this is kind of what introduced me to Emily Henry. And I really don't think I could have picked a better book. Um, I loved the idea. I don't know why, but I love reading, reading. I love reading about authors in books. I don't know what it is. I find it really enjoyable. I think it's so cool to see the world of like basically the person writing the book that is selling it to you. You know that kind of way? I don't know if that made any sense, but that. So I loved Beach Read. I loved the characters. I thought they were so good for each other and just the whole if you don't know what Beach Read's about, it is two authors who are kind of living beside each other on like kind of like a holiday home-esque area. And he is like this whole horror writer, I think, if I remember correctly. And she is like full romance, perfect ending, wrapped in a nice little bow. And he doesn't believe that she could write his genre and she doesn't believe that he could write hers. So they decide to try and challenge each other to swap and essentially write a book in each other's genres. And they go through this entire research almost between their different genres to write these books in the end. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just freaking loved it. Like, it was so cute. I just love Emily Henry's writing. I don't think there is anything on this planet that is easier to read than Emily Henry's books. For me, anyway, 100%, there's just, I don't understand when I read reviews on Goodreads and people are like, I hated this. I'm like, how? (laughs) Literally how? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I loved it. I thought, I thought the characters were incredible. I loved the setting as well. I always loved the setting in Emily Henry books. That's one thing that she's really incredible at is building like this entire world and just describing it so well and just really putting you in it. And I just loved Beach Read and everything where they went, their little like cute adventure. I love their relationship. They were just, they were everything to me. I love them so much. The second book is You and Me on Vacation, which is actually, I was looking at it on Goodreads. It's actually her lowest rated book that she has. And I don't, I actually, you know what? I kind of, I do understand slightly where people are coming from. It's not the most exciting I guess book that she has put out it's definitely has its moments of repetitiveness it's basically these two friends they used to go on these holidays every single year and she works with a traveling company so these holidays are always like kind of paid for and they get to go on them together and they make a big deal out of them and they review it for the website whatever and they haven't gone on them in years because they had this big falling out that we as the reader don't know about but it's always hinted towards and you do obviously get that reveal in the end 
I really liked it. I really liked the flashbacks. I thought flashbacks are a hard thing to do in books. I think personally anyway, I find that sometimes I'm like, this was awful, but the flashbacks were done so well to me. I loved them so much. I thought they were incredible. It was just so, it didn't take away. Sometimes with flashbacks, it can kind of almost, it'll pick you up and it'll put you where it wants you in that old memory, that old event that happened. but sometimes it takes away from the main plot line you know you kind of get a bit lost in that and you find it hard to come back so I just felt like she did them so well that it was so easy to just switch between these two timelines and you never had that sense of a break am I making sense probably not but to me it makes sense so I really hope I really hope it does to you too but um yeah I don't know I just loved it how many times am I going to say that? Take a shot every time I just say, I don't know, I just loved it. Jesus, get a new adjective. <laughs> Shitting on myself for fucking an hour. That's what this is going to be. Um, What else did I write about it? Hmm, the characters. I didn't, I definitely think out of the three Emily Henry books that I've rated five stars, they're definitely my least favorite characters. I found her a little annoying at times she was so desperate to get back this friendship and get back this relationship with this guy that it did come off as like desperate a little couple times and he came out cross as like a bit of an asshole sometimes but and then the thing that like kind of dragged them apart wasn't the biggest deal in my opinion but it was to them and it was to their relationship so you know you let it pass it's not the biggest deal but I just really did enjoy it I read it so quickly like I read every Emily Henry book I devour it within minutes um so yeah the last one I think is actually my favorite Emily Henry book did I say that about Beach Read I don't remember but the happy place happy place came out this year actually came out in March I think february february march early this year goddamn goddamn that book that book is easily her saddest book that she's ever wrote that i was roaring so many times i read that book i just let me find a way to phrase this i really loved her depiction of as you're growing older and friend groups kind of drift apart like sometimes as you do get older this shit happens and it doesn't mean that like there was this big falling out and there was this big argument sometimes it's just life takes over and it just cannot be your main priority to be with your friends all the time and that's fine and I think she did such an incredible depiction of not only people dealing with that and having to kind of try their hardest to put themselves back into it when they can't and then someone that was so desperate to keep that and so desperate to make sure that that friend group lasted um I loved the two main characters I love a good fake dating fake dating trope fake dating mafia hockey top three crowns right can do no wrong in my opinion so when they started to have to like Harriet and Ren was his name Ren oh shit I'm gonna have to google that now because that is gonna bother me and I'm not gonna be able to trust that his name is actually Ren I think it is. Or when? It's not telling me. I do have the book beside me. Let me check. When? 
I was close. I said Ren. I was close enough. We'll take it. Him. <laughs> when they had to start fake dating and lying. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't be so excited about the word lying. But that was like it for me. I was like, yeah, 100%. Emily Henry, this is it for me. This is my favorite book. Will forever be my favorite book. I love you. This book also had flashbacks in it, which again, I think she does so well. It's just, it didn't take you away from anything. It didn't remove any sort of feelings for you. It was just so well done and I am obsessed with it. And it was, yeah, as I said before, it was definitely like her saddest book she's ever wrote. I was roaring, like actual full-on hysterics throughout this book. Um, And I think I read it like all in one day because I was just that obsessed with it. I was that excited about it. I had pre-ordered it. I was waiting so long for it. And when it finally came, I was just devoured it. The only Emily Henry book that I've not rated five stars is Book Lover. I did like it. I'm pretty sure I ended up giving it like a four and a half or a 4.75 or something like that. But it was just, there were parts of it that were so slow. So slow. Um, almost painfully slow. And a lot of it got very repetitive. Um, I'm trying to fully give a good description of what this book is about it's basically this girl and her sister are like obsessed with this book that is set in this town and the town's actually like a real place so the sister is pregnant again I think and they end up going to this town as kind of like her escape from like being at home and pregnant and she just wants to have like one last like hurrah adventure you know before she has like two or three kids and the sister goes and they're in the town and I don't think like the town is all it's like chalked up to be. I'm really trying to rack my brain about what this book is about. I'm pretty sure she's an author as well or she works in publishing or goddamn, I really should have looked into this before I hit record but here we are and it's actually the one Emily Henry book I don't own yet. I'm trying to collect them all and it's the one I don't own so I can't even like read the back of it. Where's my let's google it let's figure it out what book lovers is about i mean i don't know about you but this podcast is off to an incredible start book lover good old goodreads okay one summer two rivals (laughs) a plot twist they didn't see coming why is it so embarrassing to read the blurbs of books out loud I'm sorry, I can't. Nora Stevens' life is books. She reads them, and she's not that type of heroine. Not the plucky one, not the laid-back dream girl, and especially not the sweetheart. In fact, the only people Nora is a heroine for are her clients, for whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent, and her beloved little sister, Libby. That's the sister's name, Libby. Um, which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina for a month of August, where Libby begs for her sister's trip away, with the vision of a small-town transformation for Nora, who she's convinced needs to be the heroine of her own story. But instead of picnics in meadows or run-ins with a handsome country doctor or bulging four-armed bartender... Sorry. Anyway... Um, Nora keeps bumping into Charlie, a bookish brooding editor from back in the city. 
It would be a meet cute if not for the fact that they met many times and it's never been cute. Yes, I, this is all coming back to me now. Um, if Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth their salt would allow, what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they've written about themselves. Why is that embarrassing to read that out loud? Why is that actually kind of painful? But anyway, yeah, that's what the book is about. I, yeah, it was just, I don't know. There was like, from what I remember, they were staying on like this like Airbnb type vibe and it was like at the top of a hill and they had to like climb down like thousands of steps like basically every day. And it was described every time that they went down those steps. And I was like, is this necessary for the hundredth time? No, it's not. So that's what kind of made it a little painful for me anyway. It was just that constant repetitiveness of like them going down to the town and going down all the steps and she went on her run and you got that like description every single day. So that's the only reason that I didn't give that book five stars. It's the only Emily Henry book, as I said, that I've not given five stars. So yeah, that was, that's what Book Lovers is about. Moving on. Book number five icebreaker by hannah grace as i said before hockey romances i feel like need i say more i don't watch hockey never had any interest in hockey as a sport until i started reading again and now i'm like hockey's kind of fun you know and i'm not the only one i know i'm not the only one so don't even try it's definitely I'm not alone in this situation. I don't know what it is. I genuinely, I could not tell you what it is about hockey romances that just, again, similar to Mafia, they're basically all the same. It is basically the same plot. It's one or two plot lines. It's either he's an asshole and he's this big playboy and she brings him back down to earth or he's like the biggest golden retriever guy ever. Icebreaker's the golden retriever type. Nathan... Like, you know when you hear that, like, a guy was written by a woman? He was written by a woman. And you know, you can tell. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just loved him so much. He is, like, one of the book boyfriends that has, like, always stood out in my brain. I've been like, I love Nathan. Nathan Hawkins, love you. There was definitely, the one a critique of this book that I actually, like, a lot of my five-star reads, I won't accept critiques on. I'm like, nope, they're perfect in my eyes. Leave me alone. The one critique of icebreaker i will accept is there was a lot of smut there was a lot some of it not necessary a lot of it not necessary it made the book very very long you could have cut out at least 12 of those scenes and you would have had a lot of a shorter book on your hands and it would have been a lot more of a manageable book i just don't personally believe the hockey romances need to be long you know what i mean get down to business oh not in that way get down to the plot line and get on with it now i did like in icebreaker the fact that there was the whole figure skating rivalry thing happening with the other guy what's his name off back to goodreads we go let's go back to goodreads aaron was that it I can't find it, but I feel like his name was Aaron. 
I feel it. I feel it in my guts that his name was Aaron. So I'm just going to go with Aaron. And if it's wrong, whoops. But I don't think it is. Aaron, he was a lot in that book. Um, He came back kind of one too many times. Personally, I was just kind of like, okay, let's just kick him out and get it over with. But I did like that there was that. The only plot wasn't their relationship. Essentially, is what I'm very long-windedly trying to say is that I really enjoyed how they had their relationship but then there was also she was super passionate about figure skating and she was getting to the Olympics period end of and that was it for her and she didn't let the relationship take away from that because sometimes I feel like in books that can happen is that a girl would almost put their life on pause because they're now with this hockey guy and they will like go to all the games and they will go traveling and they'll do all the shit and like their lives kind of put people on pause but that's one thing I really liked about Stoss or Anastasia or whatever is that she was like uh-uh, I'm going to the Olympics you're just around for the ride um she was definitely like a boss ass bitch in that regard it was very long I don't even remember how many pages it was but it was definitely at least a good 100 to 200 pages over what it needed to be I am reading Wildfire soon which I'm really excited about I actually love that about the Maple Hill series as a whole is that it's not all hockey even though they're like all on the hockey team and that's how we meet the characters and get to know the characters and know what the next books are going to be about the second book is them in like I think they're in like a camp they're camp leaders um so I'm actually really excited for that because I love the guy Henry I think his name is I could be wrong but I think his name is Henry so I'm reading that soon I think I'm going to read it for a video so keep an eye out for that on my YouTube channel um yeah I don't know I just I really liked Icebreaker and I feel like I'm definitely in a minority saying that you either loved it or you hated it that was the vibe I got off of TikTok was like you loved it or it was like hated 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 it yeah I loved Hannah Grace's writing I just thought it was really easy to get through for like a debut novel like it was really really good book number six it's kind of a random book. It is actually a book that I saw on TikTok around January this year. It was just after Christmas, like first week of January. It was a book called Baggage Claim by Juliana Smith. I just randomly found it on TikTok. I saw one girl talk about it and it had fake dating. Again, mafia, hockey, fake dating. I'm done for. Sold. It's mine. I own it now. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, 100%. Like, I will download that. I will read it. It is mine now. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like, it was definitely, I feel like a lot of Christmas things are just very perfect. And it definitely followed that kind of same recipe, I guess. It was basically, she didn't love Christmas. She was going back to see her family for the first time in, like, years. She, her sister was, like, getting married or something to, like, her ex-boyfriend or something like that, I think. So, she lied and told her family that she was bringing her boyfriend home and she didn't have one. She ends up getting, like, drunk on a plane and she told this guy sitting beside her, like, her entire life story. And he was like, I got you. I'll fake date you. And she was kind of like, what the fuck? Which, I mean, rightfully so. That is, like, a weird proposition. But he did and he killed it. Like, he absolutely killed it. She was actually really bad at it. But he saved the day, honestly. Um, I just thought it was really cute. His name was Finn. 
I think about Finn as well. Finn and and Nate. Written by women. For women. That is it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was just mostly the Christmas vibe that really just made me fall in love with that book. It's like they go and do a bunch of Christmassy things because he's trying to make her fall in love with Christmas, which I feel like is just the plot of like seven Hallmark movies. Um, but it was adorable and I loved it. And I wish we got more about Finn. Finn was kind of, we got like little snippets because he lived in the town that her family used to live in and all this kind of shit so like we got little snippets and we got like one of his friends or something I think we heard like a little bit about his family but I do wish we got more of Finn but I also think the book couldn't have been longer so I do get why it kind of wasn't included Ooh, just kick the tripod there solid um yeah it's fake dating it's fake dating it's all you have to tell me it's fake dating and I am like purchased mine read it five stars (laughs) now i know i said at the beginning of this that these books were in no particular order but i did indeed lie i put this book series last on this list because i wanted to give it its moment i wanted to let it shine magnolia freaking parks the entire universe every single book it sounds so ridiculously dramatic, but that book series, like, changed reading for me. Which I know, saying it makes me internally want to just, like, cringe and pass away. But it did. Like, Magnolia Parks, I love Sarah Caroli on YouTube. And she was raving about it. And I'd, like, seen it some places before. And it was kind of the same vibe as Icebreaker that you either loved it or you hated hated it like hated hated it so I was like oh you know shit like what if it's really really bad but I started reading Magnolia Parks and I very quickly realized that I was definitely in the love it category you cannot go into Magnolia Parks thinking that this is going to be like the blueprint of life and the blueprint of every relationship you should have in your life and how anything should be handled ever because it's not it's awfully toxic sometimes the drama is stupid bj and magnolia should have stayed the hell away from each other from the get-go but like i ate that shit up and i would continue to eat that shit up for seven more books you know i just yeah i i don't think there has ever been a like at all times of the day some part of my brain is thinking about magnolia parks or Daisy Hates, or any of the characters in those books. And that's crazy. Like, that is insane. That is, like, clinically insane. I shouldn't be, (laughs) you know? I feel like I use every opportunity in my life to bring up Magnolia Parks. I will talk about it all the time, whether I should or not. It's just, like, all the books to me, I think I rated the first Daisy Hates, like, 4.75 or some shit, but all the books are five stars. The only reason I didn't love The First Daisy was because I thought it was, like, a little boring. Not, like, boring near the start. It just took me a bit more to get into than Magnolia. Like, Magnolia, I was, like, first page in. I was, like, this is my life now. And I will never know anything different. Um, So, I think I was almost expecting that with Daisy and it didn't happen straight away. But I definitely did get more into it the more I got on. But, yeah, I just... Oh, my God. It was just... I'm struggling to actually find the words to put Magnolia into. I just, that book series is it for me. Like, that is my favorite book series 
of all time, there will never be anything to me that will beat Magnolia Parks. <laughs> Which sounds so sad. Um, it's really, really sad. Like, really, really sad. But I just can't. I can't think of anything about Magnolia Park. It's actually really funny as well because I'm not even the biggest Magnolia and BJ girl. I am more Magnolia and Julian. Try and tell me I was wrong that they were cuter. They were adorable. They were perfect together. Everything about them was perfect together. I thought they were so ridiculously adorable together. He was so in love with her and gave her everything. I mean, like, yeah, he was like a little shit because like he didn't really admit all this to her. But when you read like the next Daisy, you're like, oh my God, he was obsessed with her. He was in love with her. And I just, it pisses me off that they weren't endgame. The next Magnolia comes out in February, but that will be dealing with what happened at the end of Long Way Home, which if you know, you know, I roared. (laughs) I sound like the most dramatic person on planet Earth, but I swear to God, like there is no book in this planet that has ever affected me the way that Magnolia Parks, any of those books did. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't even know what to talk about after I mentioned Magnolia Parks. Magnolia Parks like changed how I rated books. Magnolia Parks to me, oh my god, take a shot every time I say Magnolia Parks. That book series to me is like six stars. It's not even five stars. It is six stars. That is, they are, that's like my personality right there. That, Gilmore Girls, I'm done. That is me as a human. Nice to meet you. Hi. I just, I don't know. I am so obsessed with them. Don't love the new covers. Don't love them as much as the old ones. I can respect them. I understand what they're doing with them. They're trying to obviously market them to a larger audience. Don't love them. Yes, I did still buy them. Don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. It is what it is. Um, I'm so excited as well. Jessa Hastings is releasing a new book in December called Never. It's almost like a Peter Pan kind of retelling. Already pre-ordered. What about it? oh my god like i'm actually looking at magnolia parks the four original cover books are like sitting right there and i just there's not a moment that i'm not thinking i should reread those books i want to reread those books and i feel like that's really sad (laughs) i I can admit it i can admit that that is sad and i can admit that that is probably a another flaw of mine as well as the mafia thing but it's just they're incredible to me like I genuinely don't think I could love another book as much as I love Magnolia Parks I just yeah I don't know they're like six stars for me so every time I rate another book I'm like but it's not Magnolia Parks so it can't be a five stars (laughs) I've almost had to like take it out of my rating system because I'm like it's not actually fair for other books to have to compete with Magnolia but yeah if you do want to read Magnolia as I said do not go into it with the idea that this is going to be amazing and beautiful and perfect because it's not it is toxic it is so character driven not too much plot driven it's very character based so just be prepared for that as well if you don't like the characters you are not going to like these books end of like that they are the book they are the plot um there is no obviously stuff happens to them events happen but there is no real kind of definitive plot line. It is like the characters are everything. So if you don't like the characters, you're not going to like Magnolia. But that's fine. You can have your wrong opinion. 
you can stay over there with it because it is superior. <laughs> um, I should probably shut up now because I think I've just talked for the past like 10 minutes about Magnolia Parks alone. So they are all of my five star reads. I feel like some honorable mentions are definitely anything by Lynn Painter. I love a good romance palette cleanser after reading a fantasy. So I definitely love reading Lynn Painter. Um, I think like most of her books are like 4.5.4.75. Just sometimes the main female can just be like a little cringe. But I don't mind a little cringe as long as it's not like too much. So that's definitely an honorable mention is any Lynn Painter book. Yeah, I only recently read one of her books that weren't YA and I actually think I enjoy them more than her YA ones as much as like I adore her YA books because they're just so everything's so perfect and everything is adorable and wrapped in like a cute little bow and life could be no wrong and it's adorable. I do love a good you know, adult romance I'm pretty sure is what they're called, what they're categorized under um like Mr. Wrong Number yeah Mr. Wrong Number love wager loved it is officially the first episode of book besties over because they are all of my five star reads that is crazy um yeah I'm just I'm really really excited for what this podcast is gonna bring I'm hoping for an upgrade soon in audio quality this mic is hopefully not what I'm gonna be using for the rest of the podcast episodes but we will see um I just yeah I don't know I just want to create like a cute little community of people who love books and feel safe and content to give their reviews and their opinions and what they love and what they don't love and we can have a conversation and it can be really fun and we can all be best friends that's all I want um so yeah thank you so much for listening and if you're watching thank you so much for watching please make sure to rate the podcast on anything you're listening to it on as that helps tremendously and yeah share this podcast with any of your other book besties and we can all be best friends together (laughs) 